Everybody, welcome back. This is Inside Fitness Radio presents Total Fitness Podcast. My name is Matthew. Walter. And today we are talking about addiction. We're talking about the mental health side of fitness today. Um, a big reason why we're talking about this is there has been a bigger, I would say, social media influencer. Person was a bodybuilder. Um, we can say the name. Call him. Call him yeah. Van Moger. Yeah. Why am I? It's out there. It's on the news. Uh, so anyway, so if you don't know who this, uh, who Colin Von Moger is, he was basically supposed to be Arnold 2.0, huge following on Instagram, you know, millions of followers on Instagram, big YouTube following. Um, he was actually portrayed as Arnold Schwarzenegger in the, uh, the bio the Reader movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I what it's called. Um, yeah, I can't either, but it was something like that. But anyways, um, he unfortunately from an injury and from being almost on top of the world has kind of spiraled out of control this past week. And I'm talking like this past week as in like two or three days ago, he was uh, put into the hospital in a coma, spinal injuries, cuts all over his body um, for jumping out a second floor window while high on meth. Now we're not really going to talk about that. If you want to read the story and thoughts about it, like there's tons of people already covering that. We don't care about the gossipy side of this story. What we care about is the fitness side of the story, which nobody's really addressing, which is addiction. And there's been a few publicists and a few sites that have come out and said, everybody abandon Colin. You know, this guy has been abandoned. They just let him go do his own thing get addicted. And this is how we ended up. So put the blame on other people. So we're going to talk about that today. Yeah. Cause I think it's really important to say that first of all, that nobody has blame for any kind of addiction, you know, addiction happens to us. It's not something, and it has been proven that there are biomarkers genetically for addiction and alcoholism. That there are those things which will allow you to have it. Now, some circumstances can lead up to a greater dependency perhaps, or we use them as our reason for being the person that we would have been anyway. Um, I had a lot of bad, bad shit happen in my life. It's not what made me an alcoholic. What made me an alcoholic was the desire to drink all the time because I didn't like reality. Um, and, you know, uh, the death of someone or something like that, that can lead to someone being a heavy drinker and then they get over it. It doesn't lead to someone spiraling the way he has. And I think, you know, once you get crystal meth involved as well, it, it's a, a game over. The slope is, is, is a black hole. It's not just a slippery yeah. slope. No, exactly. Yeah. Well, and but, that's uh, what it would turn into. Yeah. yeah but, but one of the, the repercussions has been, um, you know, oh, those people let him down. They didn't help him. They didn't stick with him. And, and again, honestly, as, as an addict, I didn't want anybody's help. I wasn't going to accept anybody's help. And God help you if you tried to tell me what to do. I had to examine it. I had to live it. And I had to go as far down as I could go to start coming back up again. And maybe this is what Colin, Callum, Callum? Means. I always say Colum, Colum. Yeah. You, you're 100% right. I mean, I've never obviously had an addiction. And thankfully, I never had a, pers a personality that, you know, sets me up for that. But I have had really bad mental health issues where... I was in similar state where I did not want help. There is a joy in victimizing yourself when you're in the mental health space. And I'm speaking 
for myself, because I know a lot of people are going to be pissed off if I generalize this, even though I probably would. You are victimizing yourself and that's what you identify as. You don't want to get out of bed. I'm depressed. So of course I can't get out of bed. Why haven't you cleaned your room? Because I'm depressed. Why can't you go hang out with your friends? Because of the social anxiety. Why do you always wear a sweatshirt when you're in the gym? Because my body dysmorphia. Like there's all these things that I identified with my mental health. I was not Matthew, the, uh, the trainer or the bodybuilder or the musician, the DJ, whatever it was. I was Matthew, the guy who was depressed, had anxiety, had body dysmorphia, had suicidal thoughts. And that's what I enjoyed because it gave me that identity of, oh, woe is me. Everything's wrong in the world, not because of my issues. It's because this is who I am. This is what I'm dealing with. And I didn't want help because part of it was like, I knew I had the, like, I I knew I had mental health issues, but I didn't want to identify as it. But at the same time, I do want to identify as it because it allows me to keep living the way I was living, which was almost like I'm comfortable not having to put myself out there and become uncomfortable. I was comfortable not addressing the issues at hand. And as you said, with addiction, you go so far down, you hit that rock bottom. And I probably hit rock bottom. And I'll say my rock bottom was suicide attempts. It took me a while before I finally hit like my rock bottom, rock bottom, where I was like, oh, this is really bad because now it's not only affecting me, it's affecting people around me. And this isn't actually the way I really want to live anymore. So A, I didn't want to live in the first place. B, I was like, okay, you know, this isn't the way I do want to be living because it's shitty. And see, I'm hurting people around me. So you, but again, my, I had family members who were like, oh, what could I have done better to help him? I had friends that were like, I didn't even know that. I had girlfriend, ex-girlfriend who was like, is this my fault? Like, I don't want to break up with you, but you're also kind of dragging me down, bro. <laughs> like, you got that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. The same. And, and that's one of the problems, you know, addiction grows within families. So the girlfriend who doesn't drop you because she wants, she still loves you and she wants to take care of you, ends up being just as warped as you are because she won't let you go. You know, um, to blame his parents for, the fact that I think they finally reached the point where they said, no, get help or don't come home. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't know that that's the fact. This is all hearsay that we're getting off. It is. Media, I right? mean, there was a text he posted onto a story that was basically his mother saying, please leave the house because they owned a house in the countryside or something that he was living in. And apparently it was trashed and he just destroyed it and they kicked him out. And that's the yeah. hearsay, though. That is the alleged hearsay, but. When does it reach the point where you have to say, don't come home? Every time you come home, you steal something. Every time you come home, you do something else, mm-hmm. you know, um, before the parents have to protect themselves. And if they don't, they're not helping you get better. You know, you have to say, get better or don't bother me. Well, and that's it. It's too painful to watch. It's too painful to watch somebody commit suicide slowly. Yeah. Well, you're dealing with that. Plus you're also dealing with your own safety and I'll say safety as in like mental health, you know, mm-hmm. from my experience with my mental health, I was tearing other people down. Even though I was like, don't worry about me. I'm fine. 
really people who are going to worry about you, especially if they're loved ones and people who actually give a shit, right? Um, yeah. But oh, also, wait, the- no, 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 it's not your problem. It's my life. Exactly. I, I say that now. And I was in my late 20s, early 30s when I was saying that. But I sound like a 15-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it's none of your business. It's not going to hurt you. You know? Yeah. Well, it does. Because these people have raised us. These people have taken care of us. These people love us. And we go, leave us alone. Let mm-hmm. me grovel in my pain. Yeah. You know? And then you're the... And again, if you're on the outside of that, you're the asshole who's like... I can't deal with this toxicity in my life anymore. I was the asshole when I had to break up with an ex because for two years of me trying to help them, I was saying, you need to go get help. I can, we can talk. I'm not obviously professional, but you need to let me know what's going on. If you can't, then there's, and it was appointments. It was, I will pay for this. If you need to do that, like I will go to the appointments with you. You know, I'll take you there. I'll hold your hand. And then it's like, it sucked because it was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And they would go, they would do like a couple of appointments. Then it was like, I don't vibe with this, with this therapist. So I got to find a new one. It's like, okay, let's, let's find you a new one. You know, private healthcare in Canada, like for therapy is really fucking expensive. Excuse my language, but the opposite to that, the public funding, you're waiting like a year and a half. So I was willing to front the very little money I had at the time to be like, let's get you help. Let's get you somebody who can help because not only is it good for you, it's going to be good for me and a relationship. But again, I was so blinded by the love that I couldn't see that she didn't want to get help. She didn't want to deal with it. And again, she wanted to get help. It was just like, again, from what I said earlier, there's a. The right help. The right the help. Right help. Yeah. It, it reminds me of, of a client I had who didn't want to use the app that I used to track food. She didn't disagree with tracking her food she just wanted to find the right app one she was comfortable one with one that worked better for her and so for six months she didn't track her food yeah you know and it's the same sort of thing uh, looking for the right therapist the right one is the one sitting in front of you right now unless that person does something you know physically attacks you or something they're the right therapist mm-hmm. You may not like what they say. You will rarely like what they say. Your ego is way too big at that point. Even if you, even if you uh, say you have no self-confidence, you know, in the mental health side of things, your ego will get in the way and tell. Because the ego is the protective measure for the no self-confidence. Exactly. Right? Like, I don't know. I feel so bad. I feel so bad. But I know better than everybody else. That's, it's ridiculous. We do that. Mm-hmm. It's tough when you're in that situation as the person going through it. And then obviously people around you, but yeah, I mean, that's basically it. You cannot, if you know, there's something wrong, you do have to identify it, which is probably the hardest part. And then B is the second hardest part is actually work on doing better. You know, like I have friends that will tell me, well, therapy didn't work, so I just smoke weed all day, and, and smoking weed makes me feel great. Okay, but yeah, that's my biggest pet peeve. I have nothing against marijuana, but like to say that weed is the miracle drug that gets rid of your depression, your anxiety, and no man, it's shrooms. Well, just that's the other one. Every day, every day, every day, and then you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll expand your mind. Yeah, and maybe you do. 
but every day, anything you have to do every day like that, is it just a replacement addiction? Really, I mean, that's it. The only thing that I will say you have to you have to do every day to improve is self-talk. You have to tell yourself, you have to do things that will help you. And again, external consumption of something isn't necessarily, in my opinion, what's right. No, and, and even I have to say the external consumption of the gym. If you're using the gym too much. to escape and you are doing two and a half hours a day, and I've done that. I'm going to quit drinking. I'm going to quit drinking. Okay. Now I'm going to work out. I join the gym. I'm there six days a week, two hours a day. Uh, it didn't work. I was there four hours. Yeah. You know? Well, we used to occasionally do four hours. But again, if we missed a day, we didn't start jonesing. No. You know, that only happened with the pandemic. <laughs> but like you were exactly right. I mean, I used the gym as my escape. And I, that's, I went for four hours when I was feeling the shittiest and it was always nighttime at that point I was powerlifting. So I used powerlifting as an excuse of why I stood there. I was in the gym for so long because you a squat set and then you take a 10 minute rest. Um, but I would be in there for like three and a half, four hours, just doing squat after squat, leg press after leg press, bench press after bench press, because a, I wanted to cause as most, as mo as much pain and in my body. So I would think about that pain inside from everything else. And again, when you're working out, you kind of just forget what's going on around you, right? You're just like focusing on the workout. Um, so there was that, but I was there for like four hours and I was like, great, I can make it to the next day, but I'm doing something good for myself because I'm working out. It's like, mm, you're using it. And just as if an, ad a, an addict is listening to this saying, you know, you're using cocaine as a, uh, as a crutch to get through, get through life. An alcoholic listening like or you know somebody with mental health you're using your depression or you're using or sorry weed or something to you know help you with your social anxiety same to the vast majority of people who are listening that use the gym for escape you have to face reality you have to look at it once in a while and go okay this isn't working what do i have to do and then, oh, do it. Mm -hmm. But if you just go, I hate everything, and I, I'm, I'm guilty, right? If only they would do this, my life would be perfect. Yeah. If only he would come back to me, my life would be perfect. Truth, the fact that he didn't come back to me led me to a whole much better life. But at the time, that's not what I thought. You know, If only the world did what I told it to do. It's never going to, never. Holmes is a perfect example of that. I mean, the guy spiraled because of injury. He did something stupid. He was curling 405 pounds with Crips Bumstead, tore his bicep, bad, bad bicep tear. Could have done the smart thing and, you know, taking it easy, let himself recover. Use that injury almost as a way to be like, look what I can do based on this, you know, as a bodybuilder, Muscle tear is not good, but he could have used that to build up his businesses that he had at the time. He could have used it to like be more motivational to people who are going through something maybe even tougher than he was. Cause a lot of people look up to the guy, right? What he did instead was he was kind of living stupid and he ended up going rock climbing, which he had never really done before. And he fell off the cliff that he was on, thankfully with a rope attached 
tore his quad, blew his knee out, and he ended up re-tearing that bicep. He was only like seven or eight weeks since it was recovery or 12 weeks since it was bicep recovery or something like that. Yeah, that's good. Huge major injury now where you can't even like walk for like three months without, you know, crutches and you can't even bend your knee, you retore your bicep, you know, all these bad things. And he fell off and then he slowly was getting back into it. And then, you know, but this was it. When you're using the, like when you have an injury, I'm injured right now. Am I going to use this time to get better? Or am I going to use this time? Like, am I going to use this time to get better? Am I going to replace the time that I would have been in the gym with something else? Or am I just going to sit on my ass, watch Netflix? You have that choice. Then you're asked to watch Netflix and think about what, what you're missing and what's not happening. Who's that going to help? In this case, I'll bet, I will bet having a bit of a resentment against Bumstead for not being the one who got injured. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. I could sit here and say the guy who broke my rib or this time around, it was a crack and a cartilage tear. I could be like, you, you messed up my next fight. I can't fight for like two months now because of you, I have to sit out of training for a couple of weeks. I'm going to like gain some fat. I'm going to lose some muscle and it's your fault. Who is the one that stepped in the ring to spar with him? Nobody was forcing me to get in that ring. I was the one that was keeping my elbows way out here. Not protecting yourself. Even though this is the fourth time that he's done it to me and I should know better. <laughs> but this is it. I take responsibility for what happened. Do I want to sit on my butt all day and just watch Netflix? Right now, a little bit because it hurts to breathe. But no, I'm still going to go for my walks. I'm still going to work on my, my our podcast. I could have just said to Walter, you know what? Fuck you, Walter. Excuse me. Excuse the language, but screw off, Walter. That's twice, man. We're going to have to get a, a, <laughs> a, a, a jar. I know. <laughs> I can be rich. Seriously. Um, I would have said, screw off, Walter. I don't want to, you know, I, I, it hurts too much to sit up today. You know, I could have exacerbated how much I thought this actually was injury. This injury actually was causing me or pain that was causing yeah. me. There's a million excuses that you can have day after day. If you really want a better life, there's no excuse that should stop you from getting that. Nothing. Because we have seen it before. And again, I understand that it's going to take time. I understand it's going to be hard. Sometimes you have to do things the other ways. Sometimes you're going to fall on your ass a little bit three times today. Sometimes you're going to fall on your butt. Ass is a biological. It's, it's, it, it works. It's a donkey. Yeah. You're going to fall on your butt. You got to get back on the horse. There's going to be times where you're like, oh, you know what? I can't even continue. I mean, Colm could have continued bodybuilding 100%. He has an incredible physique. Even with the injuries, he still could have got to a level where he could have made a name for himself. He already had a name for himself. He could have made a huge business and done something incredible with that. If not, he could have also pivoted. He could have changed direction like so many people had to do in the pandemic when they lost their jobs. Well, I mean, he already had an acting career. He played Arnold Schwarzenegger. Believably, you know, look at what Arnold did with what Arnold had to work with. Seriously, <laughs> you know, you know. So I know his only problem was an Australian accent instead of a German one. Or Aust yeah, Austrian, Austrian. Austrian. Yeah, yeah. Austria, Hungary, yes. Germany. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. I mean, we could all sit at home and say we could have had a better life if A, B, or C happened. We could have had a better life if so-and-so wasn't part of it. Or like you said, 
so-and-so came back into your life. Well, guess what? You can't control what somebody else does. You can't control what the world will throw at you tomorrow morning. You can wake up tomorrow, step outside your door and get hit by a bus. You could be totally fine. You could be, you know, maybe just a scratch on the arm. You could have loss of your legs. You could be completely paralyzed or you could die. The only one where you can't really do anything about it is if you die. All the other options, you still have a life to live. You still have a story to tell. You still have the ability to go out there and improve not only your life, but other people's lives as well. But you can't be blaming the bus driver for hitting you when you are the one that decides to not look both ways. Unless you're Stephen King walking down a road in Maine. <laughs> <laughs> That's been proven uh, <laughs> to not be as fun. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean that—that's the thing. We can't. We have to take responsibility for our own lives and for the things we do and for the things that go on up here, because that's what's going to really tell it. That's going to turn the whiner into the person who motivates other people, right? And and if you can give back to the rest of the world. The reward that you will reap is much greater than anything you lost that took you there in the first place. How do we convince them of this? I don't know. It's a hard lesson to learn. Oh, the hardest, but yeah. you got to figure it out for yourself. Everybody's different. Everybody has a different path to travel. So guess what, guys? We're going to keep saying this to you over and over and over and over again. Your mindset will make or break your life. You can have almost anything you want if you put the right mindset to it. So get ready because we're going to say it again and again and again. <laughs> if you guys want us to talk about or if you guys have any comments, any questions, if you want us to talk about any certain topics, please leave them in the comments below. Send us a DM. You know where to find yeah. us. It's right here. Tell us As what always, you love. Tell us what you hate. If you hate this style of podcast. Don't watch it. This is what we do. Get out of here. Yes. Don't watch it. Don't <laughs> complain about it. Just don't watch it. It's perfect. There you go. Or do right. because hate comments obviously bump us through the algorithm. So keep at it. As always, guys, stay safe. Stay breezy. Take care. See you next time. <laughs>